So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. Let's talk about financial personalities. Now, I have been every single one of these financial personalities that we're going to talk about at one time or another. And at one point, I was a hybrid of two different personalities at the same time. And it's easy to do. And here's the thing. Your relationship with money will change over time, or at least it should, as you evolve different habits and you know different levels of growth. And your relationship to money is something that does affect your financial personality and how you see yourself relating to money and how you make decisions relating to money. So I'm going to talk about the four different personalities. Now, each one of these has a female name because I really did kind of, I don't know, do, um, I fashioned them after myself. So each one of these has a female name. It could be a male as well. I've worked with men entrepreneurs who have the same types of issues around money. So let's start. I'm going to talk to you first and foremost about Annie. Now, Annie is a very typical entrepreneur. She's someone who just puts things on auto pay, ignores them, sets it, forgets it. And she actually doesn't pay attention to her money at all. She really doesn't ever look at it. And her stress will come with some overdraft fees or some late fees or maybe some over the limit fees because she doesn't always have the money in the account when she needs it, but she gives other people access into her account to take their money. So sometimes it leaves her in the red. Now she doesn't look at her money and partially because she's afraid she's not going to be very good at it. So she ignores it all and she deals with the emotional stress every month by justifying it and saying, well, I'm in business. It's supposed to be this way. So that's Annie. And I was Annie at one point where I did ignore my money and just kind of let it go on autopilot. And it did cause financial stress. Uh, A lot of that financial stress had to do with finding out that we had an over limit fee or that we had a bounce check fee or something like that. And those were not good feelings. It made us feel like we were being very irresponsible with money, but we were so afraid to tackle it. We didn't really know where to get started. So that's Annie. All right, Sally. Now, I spent a lot of time as a Sally. Sally is a spendthrift, and she's someone who's completely fearful about letting go of money and about letting money work for her. So she operates from a place of financial fear. And you can tell us, Sally, because she's constantly calculating and worrying. She'll put a plan in place, and then the next day, she'll recalculate all the numbers to see if her plan was right. And she's so terrified to make a money mistake, so she doesn't make any financial decisions that involve any kind of risk at all. So she's actually strangling her business's ability to grow and to thrive because she has almost a hostile relationship with money. And one of the reasons is she believes there's not going to be enough to meet all of her needs. So she is extremely tight, but it comes from a place of fear, not from a place of wanting to save. It comes from a place of, I can't let this go. Now, I spent a lot of time as a Sally, particularly after Mike's accident, when we did have very limited resources and we were trying to come out of a a 
a mountain of debt. And I was constantly concerned about what I should be spending where. And I would not make financial decisions that required me to spend money. If it was something where I had to decide to invest in something, the answer was almost always absolutely not. Not until we clean up this debt mess. Not until I get a little bit further. Not until I make a few more sales. And yet by doing that, I was actually preventing my own growth as a business owner and also just as a business, being able to have the capacity to do more. So I did spend quite a few years as Sally Spendthrift. And I can tell you that really has only kind of changed over the last, I don't know, 18 months or so to where I have a much more... I don't know, healthy relationship with money. I don't want to call it a healthy relationship because there are lots of different ways you can relate to money, but I'm going to say it's a more mindful relationship and one where I do understand that sometimes you do have to make investments in order to grow your business and serve at the next level. The next one, the personality, I'm calling her Olivia. And Olivia is out earning all of her mistakes and she has absolutely no planning. So I can tell you that Olivia ended up being me and Mike for probably a little over a year inside our business. So we were ignoring our money for a while and then we decided to start taking a look at it. But really, we were out earning our mistake. So basically, we managed only what was right in front of us. And we didn't have any planning and didn't have any visibility on the big picture. I mean, we made enough, enough was coming in, but it was pretty much all going out. Now, Olivia's tread water financially, and they make all their decisions in the short term without a long-term plan. So she puts all her shortfalls on the credit card and may not realize the debt's creeping up and the danger that she's in. That was me. That was me. And that was Mike and Unique Consulting. We would put all of our shortfalls every month on the credit card, and then the money would come in, someone would pay our bill, and then we would go ahead and we would pay off the credit card and be cash poor again. So we ended up you know, going back and forth with this idea of being cash flush and then being cash poor. Now, Olivia's also believed that she's got it all figured out, but she really doesn't. And that was the other thing about me and Mike. We figured, well, we're just in business. Business ebbs and flows. We've got this. Everything's going to be fine. The other side of this is she may be growing a little too quickly without a firm financial foundation. Now, I can tell you that was us too when we started accepting contracts that were worth well over six figures. We were bootstrapping month to month until we would get those big paychecks. But then once we got those paychecks, we weren't actually putting anything aside that would have given us a financial foundation to let us take on more people on the team and do things like this. But here's the other thing. The mindset for Olivia's in a lot of cases is, I will be okay if I just make some more sales. So they don't look at the financial foundation. They don't look at the fact that they're treading water and maybe debt is creeping up. Olivia's really just believe, hey, I'm fine. I just need to make more sales. And so she only relates to her money, you know, with what needs her attention right now. I mean, she's going to handle what's right in front of her. You know, she, she may pay a bill late and get a late fee once in a while, but she handles it. In reality, though, she she really isn't getting ahead and she isn't thriving in her business the way that she could. And then the last personality, personality number four, I call her Jessica. And that's just trying to do everything. And it's just really frustrating. And the underlying thing with Jessica is that she's trying it all. She's trying the spreadsheet. She's trying the software. She's trying this program. She's doing whatever people are telling her to do. And she's trying to do it all right. 
But the thing is, she doesn't know exactly what to do and what it all means. So Jessica's don't necessarily understand how to read a profit and loss statement. They just know they need one. And she's not taking the time to learn the basics because she just gets frustrated whenever she thinks about it. It's overwhelming. It's exhausting. It's a pain in the butt. She has to do it every month because her accountant tells her to, but her accountant never sat down and explained things to her. So she has no reason why she's doing it or how to prioritize what's important. And she's losing money. So Jessica's a lot of times are losing money. Their pricing may be off. But what's so frustrating is they work so darn hard and they just don't keep any money after the bills are paid. And by the way, she doesn't pay herself. She doesn't do the four walls where she gives herself a paycheck. She pays herself last, if at all. Now, the Jessica feels, again, like this money stuff is just so complicated and the finances are robbing her of her entrepreneurial joy. So she loves what she does. She can't stand the business side of business. And she just doesn't even know where to start to learn what she absolutely needs in order to get ahead. And I was also a Jessica for a while there. And I wasn't a Jessica for very long because I did end up taking financial coaching training, but I was a Jessica for about six months. After we finished the accident, we had paid everything back off. I was back in business for myself. I was working as an attorney. And at that point, I just needed to figure out, you know, what I needed to do and how I could help my clients with their financial troubles as well. And that's when I went to training. Now, once I went to training, all of a sudden I could put systems in place and I knew what I needed to do. But financial coaching training isn't for everyone. And I get that. All you need is an uncomplicated way to look at your money every month to manage the income that comes in, let your accountant do the accounting, let your bookkeeper take care of the eaches and pay your payroll. But you are responsible for the income that comes in every month and you get to decide who gets paid, how much and when. And that's really as a business owner, what you're required to do to keep your finger on the pulse of the business and to know that you are making money and you're being profitable every month. So which one of these personalities did you resonate with? Did you resonate with Annie? or Sally, Olivia, or Jessica, guess what? All four of them, they are personalities and money mindsets that all can grow and evolve to have a better relationship with money, one that feels better. Now, like I said, I don't like to use the word like healthy relationship with money because I'm not sure there really is anything that we can point our finger on and say that, that's exactly how you need to handle your money just right. I just don't think that exists. I think we can have a better relationship with money and we can do that based on our goals, how we want to feel around our money. Now, last year, uh, about, I don't know, 14 months ago now, I started working on money mindset with my coach, Emily Williams of I Heart My Life. If you get a chance to get into her program called I Heart Money, I highly recommend it because it's going to force you to confront your money story and the stories and lessons that you've received from your parents, from society, from everybody that affect your relationships and how you view money. Sometimes we have a very antagonistic relationship with money because we've been told it's hard to make. Nobody ever has any. It's gone before you know it. Lots and lots of different stories that we've been told that 
color the glasses we see money through. And money is one of those things that we need to learn to control and take care of. And business is all about the money. You exist because you are making a profit. You're here to serve. And that profit is your impact. So if your relationship with money isn't good, you can actually block your ability to grow and make more money, just like, I mean, a Sally would. And and I did that for a long time. That's why I feel so strongly about getting away from that fear-based financial management and not being afraid to do things all the time and taking healthy, calculated risks that are those that you need to make in order to grow and to do well in business. So there are a few different things that you can do once you recognize and you resonate with one of these personalities. You can figure out how you best want to plan your spending, how you set your financial goals, how you work on your money mindset, how you fund your emergency fund, how you track your money, how you find your money pro, all of these things will be better served if you do them with this understanding of your personality. If you want to see some of my tips about the best way to do things based on your personality, you can visit either Facebook or Instagram at Entree Money Coach. All the posts are on there along with the definitions and descriptions so that you can go ahead and read how you can leverage the strengths and weaknesses in your financial personality to better your relationship and to make better decisions. Until next time, I enjoyed talking to you today on the Profit Accelerator podcast. Take care and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care and I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator podcast.